0: In October, I was away for a week. I went on silent retreat. I made my retreat in Lourdes, France, where I stayed at a convent and would daily walk to the grounds of this Marian shrine, where Mary appeared in 1858 to a visionary Bernadette Subaru. I did a few different periods of prayer each day, and I would also go and concelebrate at the English Mass. So, as I would make my way down to the chapel and then get vested and participate in Mass, I looked out at the congregation each day and I saw that there was a young couple, probably in their early 20s, and they were there every day. And I wondered to myself who are they? Where are they from? Why are they here? What are they praying for? They were there for seven days, which typically is a long time to stay at one particular place on a Marian pilgrimage, and as I saw them day after day, I was hoping that maybe the opportunity would present itself, that I would be able to speak with them and talk with them. Well, wouldn't you know that on the night before I'm going to leave, I'm walking down the roads of Lourdes, and there I run into them. And I asked them some of those questions, where are you from and why are you here? And then I said to them, you know, I'm gonna go find a restaurant for dinner tonight. Maybe you're hungry and maybe you'd like to join me. And so we found a restaurant and that's when I asked a question I shouldn't have asked. So we sit down at the table and I asked the couple, directed it to the gentleman and I said to him, well, What do you do for a living? And he said to me, Father, I can't lie to you. You're a priest, and so I can't lie. I have to be honest. And I said, oh, no, what's he going to tell me? And he said, Father, I'm a thief. You're a thief? No, you're, you're kidding me. You're pulling my leg. What do you really do? No, I'm a thief. I break into cars, I steal things, and then I sell them. And that's how I provide for my family. I was dumbfounded by the answer, and I immediately told him, make sure I pay for the bill, because otherwise I wouldn't know who was paying for it. We continued on in our conversation, I pressed him a little further. I said to him, well, why is it that you're here? And they said, well, we really like religious shrines. We go to shrines all over the world. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, of course, there are lots of things to steal. And so then I said to him, well, I said to him, did you go to confession? A lot of times when people come to shrines, they'll go to confession. Did you go? And he said, yes. And I said, well, did you tell the priest that you steal things? And he said, yes, I did. And okay. And I said, well, what did the priest give you for a penance? Well, he told me to pray for my family, to offer my next communion for them. Okay, that's nice. And I told him, I said, you got to leave this life behind. You can't keep stealing things. Your wife is here. You have a child back in England. You can't continue in this life. You're going to go to jail. And what's going to happen to them? And I said to him, you know what? If you come to the United States, I'll find you a job. That's how important it was to me for him to leave that life behind and to really begin anew. He said to me, No, I can't do that. I cannot go to the States and I can't get out of this life. It's what I grew up in. It's what I do, and we live in a bad part of England, and it's all that I have to do. So that was our little conversation, and we went on to have our meal together and talk about other things as well. But One of the things that struck me with this was that he went to confession he confessed this but he really had no purpose of amendment that it was just something that he did he was stuck in this life today in our gospel we hear about john the baptist and john was the one who went around all the area proclaiming a baptism of repentance and forgiveness of sins i think that's what troubled me the most that I didn't know if this man was repentant for the things that he did or continues to do. It's my hope that as I've prayed for him, as, we, as I've gone on and left that place, as I've thought of him every now and again, that maybe God is going to break through in his life and he's going to find a new way of life for himself. But what does it mean to repent? What would it mean for this man to repent of this lifestyle that he's living, of being a thief, of repenting of his own sins? What does it mean for us to repent? I think the very first movement in repentance would be to acknowledge it, to say, I know that this is wrong, and I know that I shouldn't be doing this and then we acknowledge it, we name it, we say, I'm going to try to change my life. It's first coming to terms with it. Maybe then secondly, it's to confess it. And that could be in different ways. I, I think every day, all of us should think of things maybe throughout the day that we did, that we said, that we need to repent of. And in our prayer to say, Lord, I am sorry for this. I repent of it. Help me to do better tomorrow. So we can confess it in our daily prayer, but we can also confess it uh, in the confessional. Of course, lots of people during the Advent season will go to the sacrament of reconciliation, and there they'll confess the sins of their life. And that's another way in which we confess it and bring it before the Lord. Then thirdly, in repentance, I would think that we have to make some sort of amendment that there has to be some concrete action that we can do in order to make up for the things that we've done. Maybe if we've taken God's name in vain, it would be to pray the Our Father. If we told a lie, it would be to tell the truth. So to have some way to make up for it, to make a purpose of amendment. And then lastly, would be to make a resolution, to say, I'm going to avoid this. I'm going to try my very best to leave this behind me and to make some sort of resolution against whatever it is that we're repenting of. Now, of course, we all go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Maybe when we go, we confess the same things over and over. And so are we just like that young man that I had dinner with in Lourdes? Are we repentant? And I would hope that we are that we have some sort of intentionality of saying, I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to make progress in terms of the sin that I need to repent of. What might the method of repentance look like for the man that I had dinner with? Maybe to acknowledge it, to say, I know that stealing is wrong and I shouldn't take things that other people have bought with their money and I shouldn't profit from it. So it's to say... I know this is wrong, because even God himself told Moses. The second, to confess it, as he did in the confessional, but every day, if he stole something, to confess it in his prayer, Lord, I'm sorry, help me to do better. To make amends for him might be to give money to the poor, to help some charity as a way to make reparation for what he had done. And then the resolution to avoid the sin for him might be to learn a trade, some sort of skill, so that maybe he could be hireable, that he would look for a job, that he would apply. Maybe for him, that's what repentance would look like. Last week on the first Sunday of Advent, I encouraged us to formulate an Advent intention of something this Advent we want to pray for. Maybe this week, a good task for us would be to come to terms and to acknowledge something in our own life that needs repentance. Maybe something from the past, maybe from the present. Truly, repentance is a part of our Advent preparation for Christmas.